What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I've got a new partner alert for you guys. Solace Meds, our friends over at Solace Meds have four convenient locations, and they're here as a premier dispensary for you guys with some fantastic deals. They've got four locations, one in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from us on East Colfax. And the coolest thing right now, guys, is they're giving away a trip to Jamaica this month in April. No, no kidding. They're giving away a trip. So head to one of their six locations. They have two in Oklahoma City as well. So anyone in Oklahoma City can join in this as well and sign up to win a trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all the details on how to enter, or you can visit solacemeds.com sweepstakes to find the rules, or just head to any location and ask a bud tender on how you can enter to win. Solace meds makes cannabis shopping experience a delight you can head to their website view their menu order online and pick up at your convenience just head to s-o-l-a-c-e meds.com and purchase from them the jamaica trip is a seven night all-inclusive trip to paradise solace meds is just blocks away from us on east colfax from the dnvr bar off broadway they have one in wheat ridge and in fort collins and when you make your purchase be sure to use the code dnvr20 that magical code dnvr R20 to save 20% off your entire purchase. And there's no better way to celebrate 420, which is today and the month of April than with some great herb and the best customer service, 20% off your purchase and a chance to go to Jamaica. That sounds like a win, win, win right there. So head to the closest Solace Meds, use code DNVR20 for 20% off and enter your name in that raffle. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents, Colorado 21 and over or Oklahoma 18 and over. Ends April 30th, 2021. Official rules, visit www.solacemeds.com slash sweepstakes. Void where prohibited. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mace, Arcade, and the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. And over at MSU Denver Online, they are the new urban online university where learning outcomes are equivalent to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But MSU Denver delivers. They have great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation. They're the preeminent online university in the Rocky Mountain region. Whether you're in person or on campus, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well in their online courses as they do in person, which means you can get the exact same degree while continuing to live your life. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, what's going on? Do you know what today is? Today is a Colorado holiday. 
No. A holiday in the Netherlands. It's 420, baby. Well, yes, it is. It is 420, a Colorado holiday and a DNVR holiday yes. of some sort. Six years ago, DNVR was founded April 20th, 2015. So, of course, not called DNVR back then, but six mm -hmm. years ago we were founded. Wow. I mean, you know what? I'd say I'll say this. It is appropriate that something that is fast becoming a Colorado institution was founded on 420. <laughs> and of course, right. and of course we, uh, we love our CBD products here over at, at DMVR. We have some great partners and uh, you know, as you've probably heard us on this pod on the podcast, we extol the virtue of uh, CBD products. I extol those virtues in terms of uh, the relief from headaches that I've had uh, in recent times. So you know what? It's, it's just, it all comes together nicely. I mean, and here I was just going to tell you that, uh, you know, I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. You got to give me a fight. Why don't you just, just let me be in the words of Kenny Loggins, but something bigger today about <laughs> yes. how we're doing. That's, that's, that is, it's very exciting uh, to, to commemorate that day. Of course, the DNVR name change is, uh, I believe in September. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have our second anniversary on that in in a few months here. But, uh, yeah, six years of of this of this site, this community. And uh, look what it has become. It's become the uh, the preeminent independent uh, digital media voice in Colorado and uh, bigger things are ahead. Yes, without a doubt. Well said, Mason. So pumped to be rolling with you. So pumped that every single one of you is tuning in with us. And Mason, a lot of people, because it's 420, maybe daydreaming, maybe in, in the clouds today. And let's go in the clouds and let's do some dreaming, Mace. What is the dream scenario for the Broncos in the first round of this draft, which is just nine days away? Uh, let's face it. The dream scenario is a quarterback that they like being there at pick number nine and being able to get that guy without having to sacrifice capital. And if you scour a couple of significant mock drafts today, one at ESPN.com, one at NFL.com, you actually see that scenario being played out by the mocksters. And we're not, you know, I mean, these are pretty prominent guys, you know, Peter Schrager from good morning football. And of course uh, uh, the sidelines over on uh, the NFL on Fox, you know, Mel Kuyper jr. And Todd McShay over on ESPN McShay and Kuyper in their mock have a quarterback. The Broncos would like to pick falling to nine. Ooh. Peter Schrager has the same thing happening. In both cases, that's Trey Lance sitting there at nine. And in both cases, the Broncos pounce. And I will say this, if the Broncos stay at nine and Trey Lance is there, they're not picking anybody else. I feel very secure in saying that if they stand pat at nine and Trey Lance is there, Trey Lance is going to be the guy. And, and I'll throw another name in there, Justin Fields as well. Although it does seem like Trey Lance is going to be the one that falls between the two of them, just the yep. way that things are going. Trey or Justin Fields has picked up a ton of steam in the past week or 10 days surrounding the, the San Francisco 49ers picking him at three. Trey Lance, not so much, not as much steam, but we talked about it yesterday, Mace. You said you, you would prefer Justin Fields, but of course mm -hmm. you're okay with Trey Lance. I'd prefer Trey Lance 
Lance, but I'm okay with Justin Fields. So, th- <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- th- this is a dream scenario. You're absolutely right. Now, uh, uh, the, the Broncos may need some uh, 420 products in order for, for them to calm down in the first eight picks because that would be, you know, you're rolling the dice big time mm-hmm. if you're doing that because if you are planning to pick a quarterback in the first round but you don't want to move up to get them, that means that all of your eggs are in one basket, and that's first-round quarterback. Specifically, Mace, from what you and I have gathered, Justin Fields uh, and Trey Lance. We, mm-hmm. we don't believe that there's much interest from the Broncos in Mac Jones, so they've got their eyes set on two guys, and that's kind of their plan their off season. Uh, they obviously tried for Matthew Stafford, but then they moved on Teddy Bridgewater still a possibility, but if they really wanted Teddy Bridgewater, they could have made a deal happen by now. So it's clear that they have their sights set on set on these two guys, we believe. And so it's going to come down to, are they willing to roll the dice and hope one of them falls to them? Or are they going to make the jump yesterday? We talked about, you know, how, how the Broncos could be close to making that jump up what it would cost, but realistically, George Payton Mace isn't a guy that wants to give away a lot of draft capital. He wants to do the opposite. He wants to compile draft capital. So I think the, the, the logical play for George would be to just roll the dice and hope someone falls. Yeah. And uh, Minnesota had a habit of doing that. Now there was one year, of course, when they thought they had a team that was primed for the Super Bowl and Teddy Bridgewater went down and they made a trade for Sam Bradford, giving up their first round pick the following year to do it, but that's kind of the exception to the rule in Minnesota. Usually it's, and of course, Teddy Bridgewater was a slight trade up going back into round one in 2014, uh, not something significant like giving up a future first round pick to get that. So uh, I think where these notions of going up to four fall apart, even though it might make a lot of sense in terms of assuring you, of a quarterback where the, and it might make a lot of sense for the Falcons too, because of their cap situation, they're within $3 million of the cap. They haven't been able to do anything in free agency and uh, they've got a roster. that has got a lot of holes. And so they could use pick, they could use pick accumulation, maybe in a way that the Broncos don't necessarily need pick accumulation this year. So there are reasons why, a, a shotgun marriage between the Broncos and Falcons at four at four and nine on trade might make some sense, but George Payton, I think is, is more inclined to, like you say, to just trade back and accumulate capital and uh, trading and trading up would be bold, but it would, it would force you to reach into that bag of capital, especially for next year. And uh That's not something you necessarily want to do. And next year's draft is interesting, Zach, because even though it may not be, it it, it might be just on the same level as far as being at at the first round in terms of quality. uh, It's probably going to be a lot deeper as you get into round three, four, five, six, and seven, because of the amount of players that decide to come back uh, for the 2021 season after the the pandemic altered 2020. So it's a draft that uh, may be about the same at the top, maybe a little less at quarterback next year, but it's greater in, say, round four, five, six, and seven, which certainly plays into uh, George Payton's stated philosophy of wanting to acqu- acquire a volume of picks in general. And losing your first round pick certainly uh, would prevent you from being able to go into that sort of a uh, pick acquisition. So, yeah, it makes sense. 
may, this may be something where the Broncos simply respond to how they think the board is going to fall. And uh, if we don't see a trade uh, from the Broncos sitting at nine, it's in, I think it's likely that they've uh, you know gotten some intel that someone they really like is going to be there at nine and that they can just wait. Now that if the board falls a certain way on draft night, that wouldn't stop them, I think, from making a, a move up to say pick seven or pick six. But in those cases, I don't think you're talking about giving away a future first round draft pick. That first yeah. round pick in 2022 is the key piece of capital here that George Payton would prefer not to give away. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right, Mace. And the Broncos and George Payton love this news getting out because they don't want to seem desperate. They don't want Atlanta to know that they're going to have to trade up it with them in order to get four. Then that just drives the price up. So the Broncos and George Payton absolutely love this news getting out that, okay, a quarterback will follow the Broncos. The Broncos aren't going to be that aggressive. They're not going to be reckless to trading up to four. Now, maybe that means that somehow George Payton can finagle a trade where he's trading you know, a second and a third in order to jump up to four. I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think the Falcons are going to budge unless it involves at least a first round pick, but heck this news coming out and this isn't news, but these mock drafts, and maybe we do hear some news leak over this next week would benefit the Broncos. And so this is great news for the Broncos and boy, this really is the dream scenario of you getting your quarterback without having to give anything up. So Mace, can you tell me how these scenarios play? Play out. What what do we need to see happen in front of the Broncos in order for Trey Lance to fall to them? All right, let's start with the Peter Schrager mock draft over on NFL.com. Opens obviously with Trevor Lawrence and then Zach Wilson. I mean, yep. they're the two free spaces on the board here. And then at number three, Mac Jones is the 49ers pick. Okay. Um, Schrager says, quote, I'm told the 49ers still have not made a decision and continue to do their work on all three quarterback prospects who would be available, unquote. Um, Sage Rosenfels over on uh, Ross Tucker's podcast yesterday uh, had some interesting things to say about Mac Jones and talked about how uh, he initially didn't think that Kyle Shanahan could really be in on Mac Jones, but then he went back and watched Mac Jones, watched some of his games and noted the accuracy. He sounded a little bit like you waxing poetic about your guy, Mac Jones, <laughs> and said, yeah, I can see Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I think the way he put it was that he could see Kyle Shanahan sitting there on a Saturday in December, day before a game, watching Alabama, Florida and the SEC championship, seeing the dimes that Jones was dropping, the accuracy and thinking, wow what this guy could do in my offense uh, on to number four and it, it, and it Atlanta's key here. And Schrager has the Falcons taking Kyle Pitts. And okay. one thing, even, even if the Falcons don't go quarterback and ultimately when push comes to shove, I don't think they will because of the things I mentioned about where their cap situation is, the, the needs on the roster, but also if they stand pat, you are talking about somebody who kind of like Quentin Nelson back in 2018 at his position could be an absolute stud, could yeah. be very quickly on a Hall of Fame trajectory. That's hard to turn down. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I, I agree. If they stand pat at four, I think they end up taking Kyle Pitts. It's one of those things you don't think too much about. Number five is interesting because I'm hearing a lot about um, – 
I'm hearing a lot about Jamar Chase, and now Schrager's hearing a lot about uh, Panay Sewell. So he has the Bengals taking Sewell. I'm hearing that the Bengals really want to put together Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, even though clearly they needed to protect Joe Burrow. My pick would be Sewell if I were if, if I were Mike Brown and company sitting, Mike Brown, Duke Tobin, uh, Zach Taylor, and everybody else in Cincinnati. My pick would be Panay Sewell because I want to protect the quarterback and I can find receivers later. But you can see why Jamar Chase might have some allure. But well, in that mock, really, it's Sewell. Really quick, Mace, that between those two, it doesn't really matter for the Broncos which one it is. So, right. so that, that's good that it, it, a toss-up doesn't really matter there. Right, it doesn't. Number And and what's and another reason why a toss-up doesn't matter is if the Dolphins stay at six, if it's Sewell or, or Chase, it might be the Bengals take one, the Dolphins take the other. Dolphins could, of course, take Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle of Alabama right. to reunite them with uh, to, to a tongue of Iloa, but Jamar Chase would also make a lot of sense there. Number seven, here's where it gets interesting. Ooh, wait, so who's six? Six is uh, is Jamar Chase. Okay, okay. It gets interesting at seven because there's a trade up with the Lions. It's not who you think it would be. It's not the oh. Patriots. Oh, it's not even the Bears or the football team. Okay, it's Arizona. Oh, trading up for a receiver. Wow. Trading up for Jalen Waddle. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would be huge. I mean, any team jumping the Broncos for a mm-hmm. non-quarterback's great news. Yeah. And Schrager's point on the Cardinals is that they are having a quote uber aggressive unquote off season. They certainly are. And they are. And even though Kyler Murray is still young, you're at year three of the cost controlled window the Cardinals look like a team that is going for it. Some mm-hmm. of some of that is the cost control window on Kyler Murray. Some of it is, frankly, Cliff Kingsbury. It's year three. It's time to start delivering on the promise. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love that. So think about that. If that scenario comes to pass, then the Broncos are high-fiving mm-hmm. because two of the top quarterbacks are on the board. They're both named Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So if that if it if it goes like this and pick seven comes down, it's Jalen Waddle and and the only quarterbacks off the border, Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, they're high fiving and they're just yep. leaning, they're leaning back in their chairs as I lean back in my chair. And uh maybe George Payton is doing the Kermit the Frog you know, finger in the air, iced tea <laughs> sip yeah. because he doesn't have to do a thing He's <laughs> to get a quarterback. Great. And and I think it, this is, if this is somehow how it went, Zach, I think at that point, even though the, the Broncos would not be yet on the clock, I think we'd have a pretty good idea that they're going to go quarterback. In this case, Carolina goes Justin Fields, even oh. though they just added Sam Darnold and the Broncos go Trey Lance. And like I said earlier, I don't think Trey Lance gets past the Broncos. Mm, yeah. Wow. This is just fantastic. This would be such a situation to unfold mm-hmm. for the Broncos. And like you said, the sweat all leaves when that trade up happens to number seven. And it's, it's not for a quarterback. Yeah. Imagine like if there's a trade up and your heart's going to go in your throat before you know what team trade up. If this happened, like you're thinking, oh God, New England, <laughs> Chicago, Washington. And then you see Arizona, you're like, 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be huge. No, let's let's say it is the Patriots uh-huh. or another quarterback team that trades up to seven and grabs uh one of those two quarterbacks. And so there's one left on the board when pick eight rolls around. What do you do? Do you try to trade with Carolina to secure that? Yes, absolutely. I think you do. But at that point, moving up one slot. Uh, the cost the cost is becomes fairly minimal um, when you're when you're going from nine to eight. I mean, remember, of course, back in the 2017 draft, uh, you had the Bears getting spooked by the 49ers and going from three to two. Yeah, that is not something that you would. Uh, you'd have you'd have to do it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be that kind of deal in fact if you look at the old Jimmy Johnson draft value chart from nine to eight is worth 50 points and that is basically a mid fourth round pick so I think you would probably if you want to do a bit of a premium you'd say all right um you know because Carolina you could probably if, if unless they are keen on a quarterback and in this case they did pick a quarterback, but if Carolina decides, you know what, we're, we want Rashawn Slater in this scenario. I think at that point you send them either your fourth, either this year or next year mm-hmm. and say, all right, because the fourth round picks worth 66 points on the Jimmy Johnson draft value chart. So that there'd be a bit of, there'd be a 16 point premium, but you're still giving Carolina a good deal for a one slot move. And then I think yeah. you go nine to eight, take a quarterback, call it a day boom yeah and by the way the difference between uh between pick nine and pick seven is 150 points and that's roughly equivalent to a uh, a back half of the third round pick so to go from nine to seven realistically with a little bit of a premium you're talking about pick 71 or your third round pick next year you're again still a bit of a premium but it's a reasonable deal for both sides. Yeah, easy. And I mean, if that seven spot is open for trade and one of those guys mm-hmm. is on the board, you have to make mm-hmm. the move. Give up a third. Heck, if you have to pay a premium, give up a second. You do it. Maybe it's next year's second because that's technically yeah. not as valuable. If there's both available, still make the trade. If you like one of those guys more than the other, but of course then you are feeling pretty good about one of those guys sliding to you. Yes. Now let's go on to the uh, Kuiper McShay mock and they, where they work together and they alternate picks here. All right. So Mel Kuiper is doing the odd number picks. And so he's, will pick for the Broncos at number nine. It opens no surprise. Lawrence, Zach Wilson, the free spaces, number three, Justin Fields. So dicey. Now here's where the sweating starts. Yep. Number four, Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Good. And number five, Panay Sewell to the Bengals. Number six, Jamar Chase to the Dolphins. Mm. And now here's where the sweating starts. There's a trade. Oh, no. The Patriots move up uh, oh. with the Lions. Oh. And they pick Mac Jones. Oh. Now, here's what's interesting. In these picks, they say, okay, the chances of that player being available here are such and such percentage. For example, the chances of Lawrence being available at one, obviously a hundred mm-hmm. 98.5 for, for Zach Wilson, a hundred percent for Justin Fields at three 96.4% for Kyle Pitts at four. 
the chance they have the chances of Mac Jones being available at seven at 6.8%. Wow. So they don't think he's going to be there. Right. And, uh, uh, the, per- the, uh, the percentage I think just comes from, uh, yes. Oh, the percentage comes from ESPN NFL drafts, draft days, predictors chances for each first round pick to be available in that slot forecasting the range of outcomes of prospects based on mock drafts, team needs, and scouts incorporated grades. So at eight, we talked about trading up, no trade up. You're sweating a little bit, but Carolina goes Rashawn Slater. And then Trey Lance okay. drops to number nine. Okay. But the per, according to the ESPN metrics, the chances of Trey Lance being available at pick nine are 5.1%. So let's assume <laughs> That's correct. Effectively, you're saying a one in 20 shot that Trey Lance is available. Are you willing to stand pat on a one in 20 shot? No. Or are you moving up? Exactly. No, No, because, you know, this is something that if you have Matthew Stafford on your team, well, you're not you're not expecting to to draft uh, a quarterback this year. But let's just say somehow, you know, the guy that you absolutely love, love, love falls to you then you're okay with taking that 5% chance. You're like, wow, we didn't think this would happen. This is fantastic. Then you do it. But you have a guy that you've tried to replace multiple times this offseason on your roster right now. And you've said that you're going to add competition to, to it at least. And you haven't done anything. So clearly the Broncos need something that's more than just a 5% chance of happening to upgrade their quarterback room. So no, you, you, you have to make a move. In that case, unless Mace, like you're saying, the Broncos aren't going to be judging this stuff based off, you know, just percentages and and looking at mock drafts. Mm -hmm. They're going to be trying to get intel from their teams like the 49ers, from teams ahead of them, from agents, uh, from everyone that they can. They're going to try to get information and maybe they find out that, okay, we think it's a 5% chance that that, uh, Trey Lance falls. But in their minds, they know it's, you know, a 70% chance or something. Then then that's when you're okay rolling the dice. So you feel better about it. And then you just have to take calculated risks. And let's say the Carolina Panthers are on the, or, or uh, sorry, the Detroit Lions are on the clock at seven. And they call you and say, okay, we're, we're dealing this. Then you don't mess around. Then mm. you, you, you take your guy if he's there. Yeah, ex- I completely agree with you there. Um, I'd still, I, ah. <sighs> I think one interesting question to ponder here, Zach, is um, do you consider a trade up before, even if you don't know for certain that your guy is going to be there? And what I mean by that is, do you trade up and know that, all right, we may have to trade up a little more. We may have to make another deal up. Do you do it kind of in stair steps? Maybe do you start by trading with the Lions right now and getting to seven? And then even though you've sacrificed perhaps a third, round pick either this year or next year to move up then going from seven to four maybe happens without giving away that round one pick next year yeah yep and so how does that happen do you Mm. make that trade that first trade now and then you you make the other trade on game day or on draft day yeah or even maybe just as everyone starts kind of settling their boards because this is the week of finalizing the boards here i mean you've you you've gone through all the discussions and uh you've you've had obviously you've had scouting reports for a while but this is the week where everybody's setting their board and so 
that's why you may get some better ideas about things as we get to the end of this week, because most personnel departments leave the building the Friday before the draft with their board pretty well set. Now Mm -hmm. they may have some more mock drafts that they kind of work on to rehearse situations and so forth. But I would anticipate that a majority of the teams leave on Friday with it set. And so that's where you start uh, getting an idea when you start picking up the phone and uh, calling around and, uh, you know, calling old friends that you have in the scouting Mm -hmm. business and saying, okay, kind of, you know, what's this, what's this sense? John Elway calling his guys, Adam Peters and John Lynch to maybe say, okay, you know, you maybe smoke screen in the league. Just let us know. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Who, who have you got at three? Because at that point, then it becomes easier for the Broncos to come to a decision. If the decision, if if the Niners have Mac Jones at three, then you don't have to go any higher than five. If you're if you're if you're happy with Trey Lance and Justin Fields, now it could be that they like both and they would pick both, but they maybe they want one more than the other. And the other and the other interesting thing. You know, we met, you know, we, we could also talk about the what else happens at the quarterback position. What else happens, if anything, I think depends in large part about what the Broncos do. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, for example. Obviously, the Broncos don't want to pay him $18 million. No. But Teddy Bridgewater becomes somebody who may make more sense if Trey Lance is the guy rather than Justin Fields. And part of it is an experienced teacher. Part of it is knowing that if you draft Trey Lance, you're doing so not really wanting to play him more than kind of spot situationally, maybe as a change of pace, goal line, red zone guy. I know uh, we've had that come up in the comments. That's maybe the extent of what you would do. So if, if something happened to the starting quarterback, you wouldn't want to say, okay, Trey Lance is going to play the next 12 games here. You'd want to have somebody else in, in the building. So, I mean, it's possible you could be looking at a, a quarterback room that ends up being Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Trey Lance, perhaps. And maybe Drew wins the job and, and Teddy's backing him up or vice versa. Yeah, and and, I mean, options at quarterback is certainly not a bad thing. And that's just why I I think you are the closest that you're going to be, that you hope to be, to getting a top quarterback. And it happens to be on a a year where there's five quarterbacks that are likely going in the Mm -hmm. top 15, potentially going in the top 10. Heck, maybe all in the top five. Although the good news is for the Broncos, kind of five quarterbacks in the top five has Mm -hmm. kind of uh, fizzled out, which is really good news. And heck, if one of these two guys falls to them at nine, Mace, we're living in a dream Mm -hmm. world, just like a lot of people today. Yeah. Now, before we move on, I, I want to touch on one more thing on from Mel and Todd McShay because they do a three round mock. Ooh. So let's go real quick. The second round cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. out of mm. Florida State. And I was kind of cool on him when this offseason started because most of his work is in man. You have to teach him zone. The more I watch of him, the more I like him, the more I like his ability to kind of make that leap into being a good zone corner. Of course, he wouldn't have to 
probably wouldn't have to play much right away for you because of what you've done at the cornerback position. And it's one, you know, it's one of those needs that it doesn't jump off the page, but it's still significant because when you're planning for beyond this year, are you saying, all right, we got to make sure we have somebody in place that is developing and ready to go at, at least as a third corner, if not every down next year. And so Samuel might make a lot of sense at 40. What do you yeah, think? He would. And and he's a guy that's getting some buzz as a late first round guy. So you get right. him at 40. You're feeling really good about the value. Yeah. Round three. Uh, it's, it's interesting because you're saying you've, if you've gone quarterback and corner in the first two rounds, you're thinking, okay, is it time for a running back? I think running back would certainly uh, be in play here. Are you thinking about an off-ball linebacker? Uh, Chaz Surratt, from exa- for example, from North Carolina is on the board here as McShay and Kuiper do their two-round mock. But, they again, very similar to corner, edge rusher could be kind of that need as you project into 2022, especially with Von Miller in his contract year. The guy they go with is Joseph Osai, the outside linebacker out of Texas, not the most productive in terms of pass rush uh, five sacks this past year, but good, good pass rush moves. And he's got some, he's got some speed, particularly in his get off Um, was looking at his 10 yard split in particular and his 10 yard split of 1.58 in the 40 is right is uh right there and even faster than for example for example uh Jalen Phillips or Quiddy Pay out of Michigan so you're talking about a guy who gets up to speed quickly and has some explosiveness to him and he wouldn't have to play extensively right away presuming that both Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are healthy. And of course you have Malik Reed there, but could make a lot of sense as someone who's a, a high upside guy. He's also somebody who is a high character guy and character leadership. These are still things that matter. And I think we're going to see continued and maybe even more emphasis on them as you work your way through the draft compared to the recent years for the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos do have a needed it outside linebacker, not mm-hmm. just for this year because they've got four mm-hmm. outside linebackers. You know they're comfortable with Malik Reed, but then Derek Tuska, I mean, a seventh-round pick last mm-hmm. year. He's anything but safe. Uh, and then not just for this year in terms of depth, but you also need someone to potentially replace Von Miller next year. And so right. if you really like his upside and you think that Vic Fangio can work with him and create him and take a third-round talent to be a stud, then mm-hmm. boom, there you go that that move makes a lot of sense yeah osai is also an amazing story because his family uh fled nigeria uh Mm -hmm. and relocated to the united states and he took up football as a kid growing up here and just was an absolute natural and you know and he grew he grew into he grew into being you know a very you know uh, not the biggest guy because he's he's going to check it. He's probably going to play at right around 245, 250 pounds. So you're not talking about a Bradley Chubb type of edge, but you like that explosiveness. And if he can just finish a little bit better than he did this past year at Texas, you're going to have somebody who could represent really great value to premium spot on day, on day two of the draft. So I'd, I, I'd, I'd be thrilled if the McShay Kuyper three round mock of Lance Samuel and Osai 
came to pass. That'd be well, a wonder. I think that would be a wonderful two days for the Broncos. It would be, I think so as well. And so maybe this is a dream first two days of yeah. the draft because you get your quarterback without giving up anything. So you keep your draft capital for next year and then you help rebuild your defense, especially moving forward after this year, because we know the defense is good for this year, but mm. you got to address some positions and they address two very important positions mm. and get some two very, very talented players as well. I absolutely love it. Mace. What a great conversation and man i mean there are so many scenarios that can happen in the draft and you can get in on all of the action with pretty much any of them over at DraftKings sportsbook i mean if you go and check out DraftKings sportsbook guys there are opportunities to pretty much get in on anyone you can pick where players are going to be drafted you can pick how many players are going to be picked in a certain round you can pick where players going to be picked where they're going to go if there is so much there you can pick who the broncos are going to pick in the first round And I believe Trey Lance is the favorite at plus 200 to be the Broncos pick. So make sure to check them all out over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And DraftKings Sportsbook is the official betting partner of UFC. And they're putting you in the center of the action in this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. So what you do, pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight. And DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 one odds just bet five dollars on either fighter to win and if they walk out with the belt you'll cash 130 dollars in free bets there's no better way to put your mma knowledge to the test than this weekend over at DraftKings sportsbook and of course you can get in on the draft you can get in on basketball what a game by the nuggets last night hockey and so much more DraftKings is safe secure reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to turn five dollars into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choice wins this weekend. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And let's say you want to have, have some money to and let it ride over at DraftKings. You want to get a little more money in your pocket? Check out our friends over at Gabby Insurance. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? You do. I know I do. And guess what? Lots of members and staff at DMVR put their policy to the test and turned to Gabby. And when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. Most prominently, Eric Weedham, you know him as D-Line Coast, saved over $1,300. Dollars. Hey, you can go on a fun vacation, or like I said, you can you know maybe uh, let it ride a little bit and uh, and and place a legal bet. Gabby, of course, literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. G A B I, Get a Better Insurance. And getting better insurance with Gabby means a better price for the same coverage. Gabby is the one true comparison platform with real rates. Give and they give you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, including big names such as Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, all in one place. So here's what you do: you take your current insurance information and get started in just minutes. You'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it's free to use. That's what we did. It took minutes to do. And guess what? You don't have to worry about them taking your info and selling it and getting 
spam emails and getting robocalls. No, 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 no. They'll never sell your info. And Gabby customers find that they save $961 per year on average. Now, look, it's no guarantee that you'll save money. You may find out that you're already paying the lowest possible price for your insurance. And if that's the case, great. You put your insurance to the test with Gabby. You didn't lose anything. You have peace of mind to know you've been getting the cheapest rate. But if you want to find out, hey, can I do better? Can I get a better insurance? Just think of G-A-B-I, Gabby. So go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Please don't forget that DNVR. So you let our friends at Gabby know that we sent you. So check out Gabby.com slash DNVR and get a better insurance today. And if you're looking to get a better sports coverage, well, look no further than us over at VDNVR.com where we've got you covered on every platform. We've got videos, we've got articles on our website. And of course we got this podcast. We really appreciate all of you rolling with us on this forum. And if you want to roll with us on the website as well and get all of our coverage, not just Broncos, but Nuggets, Rockies, Avs, Buffs, and Rams. Well, you can do that and become a member with us. And there's so many more benefits than just being able to get the best coverage of sports in Denver. You get access to a members only discord. You get to talk with hosts and diehard fans in the discord yourself. You get to read all of our content. You get a free DNVR shirt with an annual membership, your choice of the shirt as well. They're the softest shirts and also some pretty cool designs from our friend D line co you get the DNVR Lockley locker weekly member deals on the locker with our partners. And you get big beer for the price of a small beer at the DNVR bar. And of course you can join the red zone as well. We're still looking to grow our wait list for that. So make sure to hit me up on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter to get in on that. And for the next couple hundred people that sign up, we'll throw in a free recovery holistic stick from holistic wellness and holistic wellness is all about the CBD and what this stick is, it packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one's focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top, stir it in your drink, and you consume, and they're amazing. And on top of that, not only do you get a free recovery stick by becoming a member with us, but they're giving all of our listeners 30% off by using the magical code DNVR30 over at holisticwellness.com. So check them out over at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and check them out. Use that code DNVR30 for 30% off. And please become a member of our family. And when you do, make sure to leave a comment. And when you do that, we mm -hmm. will read it on the podcast. Introduce yourself. And Mace, let's jump into the comment section. First one coming in from Orange and Blue all over. Okay, he's got some fire takes yeah. for us. Let's do this. And we're let's read them one by one. And then you and I will give our takes on each of them. Okay. All right, let's do all it. All right. All right. Fire takes number one quarterback with most success. His first three years in this in the league in this class will be the one drafted third overall. It doesn't matter which one. No. Okay. I like it though, because he's going to 49ers. I like that. This is Kyle Shanahan mm. and makes some sense, but I, I've still got a bet on Trevor Lawrence here. Yeah, uh, I, I can see number three having more success than number two. Absolutely. I, can, I, I would actually say that um, the three most successful quarterbacks, uh, one will be one will be Lawrence. And part of it with Lawrence is I think he walks in and immediately is among the top dozen quarterbacks in the league this year. 
Yeah. That's that's the sort because he's just ready to go. Yeah, I, I that's, agree. That's why he's going number one overall. He, you know, it, we, we haven't had a lot of conversation about him because he's not on the Broncos radar, but he but let's not forget just how pro ready he is. And uh, you basically are hoping that for his sake, that the Jaguars don't screw him up. Um, Yeah, it's, it's true. I like that take yeah. though. I do I too. Like that take it's a little spicy. He says 1.8 is Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time. Brady boy can be second. Uh, <laughs> I like that. You're, you're speaking with yeah. your heart and, and I like that. It's with the heart, but not with the head. Number two, George Payton is the best signing by the Broncos since Peyton Manning. If that works, if that comes out to be true, then that is very good news for the Broncos. It's phenomenal news. Um, but right now, I'm not prepared to say that because since Peyton Manning, you did have a keep to leave. You did have DeMarcus Ware. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did have Emmanuel Sanders as well. Right. And uh, Emmanuel in particular going from being a number three receiver in Pittsburgh uh, to a number two and really prominent guy here in Denver. So I get what you're saying. I just can't, I can't get there just yet. <laughs> Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback and be Pro Bowl selection or alternate. He's the starter in week one. I don't think he's a Pro Bowl selection. And I don't even think it'd be a big deal if you're a Pro Bowl alternate. I mean, Trevor Simeon was a Pro Bowl alternate at one point. My guy, Trevor, Pro Bowl alternate. Yeah, you you make a good point. But also, I mean, the jump that he would have to have to even be a Pro Bowl alternate, you know, he'd have to be middle of the pack. And that would be a huge jump. So I think that's a spicy one. It is a spicy one. Now, and think of like, if you're talking about the quarterbacks in the AFC, You've got Mahomes, you've got Herbert. I mean, you know, Derek Carr is is at least average, if not a little bit above average. Um, you got you have Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and he should be pretty good. Ryan Tannehill still in Tennessee. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow had a better season last year than Drew Locke did, even though he had it cut short uh, by injury. He still got Big Ben in Pittsburgh, even though he's on borrowed time. Josh Allen, it's just too many. I think there's just too much to overcome. But alternate, I could see if a bunch of guys drop out. Right. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it it could happen. All right. Peyton would rather get two seconds plus a later round pick than a first round pick in a trade back. Mm, I like this one. I could see George Payton wanting that as well. Um, and uh, so I like it. I like it. I'm buying into it. Okay. I think you might be hundred percent right, but I would also say this. If you could get a first rounder next year, rather than two seconds, G- GM Mace would rather have the first round pick. George okay. Payton may rather right. have the two seconds. Right. Yeah. And I would rather have the first as well. He yep. says, Juwan James stays healthy and plays at a pro bowl level, but gets snubbed. Stays healthy. I can see. I don't think he reaches pro bowl level. Yeah. And I, I think he's knocks below. I think there's been a little bit of uh, romanticizing the player. Juwan James is um, we've seen him play in one half with Houston. And that was very, very good football when he played. However, if you look throughout his career, he's not a Pro Bowl caliber player. 
Uh, he just simply hasn't been. Even when he's played and been healthy, he's an average right tackle. I mean, that that's where he grades out when you watch. That's what everything points to is him being, uh, you know, about, you know, the 12th to 17th best tackle uh, on the right side when you watch him. So that's the type of player Juwan James is, which is a big upgrade from what the Broncos have had excuse me, over the past seven years or so, because they, they've had pretty poor tackle play on the right side uh, outside of DeMar Dotson. But uh, so it would be a, it would be an upgrade, but that's not Pro Bowl stuff we're talking about. Very good point, Zach. Very good point. Team is sold within a year. Yes, it, we're talking about April right now. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, we are actually now under three months from uh, the case against the trust going to trial. The date is July 12th, a Monday, a, mo- a Monday and what could be a very hot D- Denver summer. Um, I do think if the team goes on the market, it goes quickly in part because the league does a good job of kind of being well down the line in the vetting process of potential owners Um there are likely multiple ownership groups, consortiums, people who have been vetted. And if the Broncos go on the market, I think uh, they'd be ready to pounce. I, I don't think it would last long. And I do think that I do think if the team is sold, it happened it, that uh, there'll be a new owner in place by the time you get to the next to this point in the next offseason. I, I agree. Next one, Broncos yeah. get wild card weekend victory and bring excitement back to Denver. I think they bring excitement back to Denver by being a playoff team. But uh, the reality of it is if they are a playoff team, I still kind of have them in that nine and eight, 10 and seven type of range, which means you're probably a six or seven seed. And that means you're likely going to Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore perhaps Cleveland playing its first home playoff game since New Year's Day of 1995. Imagine the atmosphere for that. So I think the Broncos get into the playoffs as a low seed, but they very quickly get dispatched on the road. Yeah, I got to know who the quarterback is first to say that that would happen. You'd have to have like a rookie of the year sort of performance in order for that to happen. It's it's possible, but I think it's a fire take right now. Mm -hmm. He says buns are overrated. Hamburger wrapped in crispy lettuce is superior. Uh, Maybe I should think about that. It's lower carb, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of juices in a hamburger. And of course, you got your ketchup Mm -hmm. and must and whatever you're putting on that. The bun does a good job of kind of absorbing that. So I don't know. uh, It doesn't sound right on the surface. A a good, a great bun can really make a burger. So, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. in terms of health, go with the lettuce. If uh, you want delicious, go with the bun. Yep. And then finally, DNVR draft day coverage going to be lit. I think we both agree on this. Um, It'll be it'll be wild. We'll be uh, unless something changes, we'll be on site. We'll be we'll have people doing uh, live stuff from the from the DNVR bar studio. We're going to have we're going to be all over the place on this. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. He said, no smoke, just fire. Let's go. Love the comment, orange and blue all over. Next one from DTL. Hey, guys. So here's a would you rather scenario. The Broncos go two and 15, but the two wins come against the Chiefs. And I'm talking about absolute beatdowns, like 70 to zero blowouts or vice versa. They go 15 and two, but the two losses come to the Chiefs in the same manner, 70 to zero blowouts and continue the losing streak against them. He says, 
I would obviously much prefer the second one, but those two games would be very hard to watch. While on the other hand, winning just two games like that and a crap season would be nice to watch. Here's the problem. If you won two games like that, you would watch the other 15 thinking, why the hell can't they play like this in the other games? So the rest of the season would drive you absolutely bonkers mad. So th- this oh, is easy yeah. for me. I'm taking the 15 and two and then just saying, you know what? I can't figure out how to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs just have their number right now. But look what we did against everybody else. I mean, so, uh, yeah, this, this is easy. This is so easy. This is easy for me. Let's even throw the Raiders in there and say you mm-hmm. get blown out by the Raiders in both games and you go 13 and four. Still mm-hmm. easy. I would still do that in a heartbeat. In fact, Mace, I'm probably <laughs> still doing it if you get blown out by the Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers, but you're 11 and wait, what would you be? 11 and six. I'm still yeah. doing that because then you're in the playoffs as opposed to six and 11 uh, and blowing out those teams. I'm taking the playoffs. What's interesting is to think about how uh, that season would be. I don't think any team has ever gone 0-6 in their division and still made the playoffs. I mean, (laughs) that would be hilarious. At the same time, you think about what it would take to go 11-6 and and go 0-6 in your division, and it would require sweeping the the NFC East. That's, That's doable. Yeah. Beating the Lions, certainly doable. Beating the Jaguars, quite doable. Beating the Jets, same thing. The where it runs into some problem is problems is you'd have to sweep the AFC North. So that now that would give you that would give you some impressive wins because then you'd say, okay, you beat you beat Cleveland, you beat Baltimore. Who knows about Pittsburgh? And of course, you beat Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, that's. I could I could actually though Zach see a scenario of zero and six in the division, but nine and eight, and you throw in losses to yeah. a Cleveland and Baltimore, and you win all the rest. That actually, if you kind of went by point spread and expectation of, of victory, that's something that might be realistic, believe it or not. Frustrating, but realistic. Right. Yeah, that would be something else. That's for sure. A long yeah. one coming in from Onion Booty Bronco. Booty. My boys. Wait, Mace, I need your help on this comment. My boys. 75. My boys. 75. My boys. 75. Hey, uh, oh, good. I still have a desk left after yeah, that. Okay. Right. He says, as we know, there's much discourse around Trey Lance needing time to incubate before he's ready to play. But riddle me this. We also talk about how Lance has the following assets, quick processor, photographic memory. You made me laugh there, booty experience in a pro style <laughs> offense, tutelage under a top quarterback coach, ability to use his legs when things break down a cannon of an arm above average accuracy, a chip on his shoulder while being told in high school, he doesn't have the skills to translate to the collegiate level. Aren't these traits that would suggest he can make a more immediate jump than we think? Is it because of the lower level of competition? Well, I recall Carson Wentz being a fine and dandy rookie quarterback sensation. Why can't Lance be one too? He seems like a dude that can beat the odds and pick things up quickly. What say you to the booty love onion booty. All right. Those are really good points, but I would also offer this with Carson Wentz. And that is that he did have 
two seasons part he, he was injured in the second season but he did have basically two years in which he was the North Dakota State starting quarterback and Trey Lance had one year and one game mm. so I that's part of the reason why I think he will be a little bit more patient and also you know Trey you know Carson Wentz was at North Dakota State full four years so he not only had multiple years as a starter, but had multiple years before that kind of ingesting the offense, learning things and working his way up. Trey Lance, spectacular, no doubt, in 2019 when he was out there. But that's basically the body of work here. So that's why I say I think you probably have to just be a little bit patient with him. I believe, uh, what's the number, 27 starts that yep, he has, exactly. including high school? Yep. So a guy like Carson, Trevor Lawrence has like near a hundred to put that in comparison. Right. Carson, Carson Wentz in, uh, the, in just the last two seasons at North Dakota state had, let's see, six, seven, uh, as a senior, because he dealt with an injury that year and then eight, nine, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. So Carson Wentz had 22 at the college level after sitting for two most mostly sitting for two years and learning Trey Trey Lance has 27 high school plus college. So these are part, these are reasons why. And now that being said, all those attributes are going to help him along. And that's why I, and I think the ability to learn the offense in particular, it's going to be interesting because here you have a guy who may know the offense before everything is in place for him to really be ready to step in there and be best positioned for success. He might know that offense forwards, backwards, inside out by October, but maybe you're still thinking, all right, we won't get him out there for every down until we're eliminated from postseason contention this year, which means that if you're, going right to the end and fighting for a wild card spot, as I expect this team will, then you're talking about him opening 2022 as your starter, but he would open 2022 as your starter, knowing and understanding the offense, which would put him, I, I, I think in position to, to do very well when he got the shot. Well, and what could help onion booties uh, argument mm-hmm. is that yes. the Broncos are, aren't the ideal team to get and groom Trey Lance. Uh, like I said yesterday, they yeah. are not in, in a great spot to do that. You know, the Falcons are in a great spot to do that. Um, the lions are in a great spot to do that, where you have a proven veteran that is absolutely the unquestioned starter but because it's not the perfect scenario to groom a quarterback that could force Trey Lance's development to happen sooner. And heck it could force it to happen this year, unless the Broncos go out and also like trade for a Teddy Bridgewater. And then there's a clear plan in place, but that, the, the, the situation that he's walking into could put, put him out there a lot sooner than people think. So I could see that onion booty next one from Shat Permer gentlemen, before you were all enlightened to higher places of being once introduced to the glory that is Breckenridge Brews, what did you prefer? Coors in a can or bottle? Here and Down Under is just outside of their delivery range. I am a staunch can man. Okay, I'd have to say uh, I'm I'm very esoteric when it comes to beers. <laughs> um, I like my beers nice and fruity. So... It's a uh, new Belgium, which is out of Wisconsin. 
specifically the Wisconsin Belgian red, the, um, or New Glarus, pardon me. I right, said New right, Belgian. I say oh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> because I was thinking of Belgian red. So right. New Glarus, Wisconsin Belgian red, New Glarus raspberry tart, New Glarus serendipity. They're all very fruity beers. I mean, basically, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not really a fan of beers that are, how shall I put this, beery. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. Not a fan of the hops. Um, That's well, why I like strawberry sky because I can oh, taste yeah. the strawberries. I, yeah. I, I like my fruit beers. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying, Mace. And for, for me, Shat, well, I'm probably never grabbing a Coors unless it's what's available, but I, I would agree with you. I, I'm going can as well, better for the environment as well. Uh, and uh, man, so don't worry, you're not missing out on too much that Coors doesn't go down to Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Coors had the mystique a long time ago when they didn't go east of the Mississippi. Like right. there, there's a whole movie Smokey and the Bandit that is literal that the main plot is bootlegging Coors back east. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, there are stories about um, when in 1983, the famous, national championship for North Carolina state. Of course, Jim Valvano was the coach and they went on the alley-oop and all that, that uh, when they were in Albuquerque, one of the big things was their players got out there and like, Hey, we can get course here. Oh my God. And so, and actually for the whole NCAA tournament that year, because they went through Corvallis, Oregon, and then they went through Ogden, Utah, boy, the NCAA tournament used to go through some really odd places. Seriously. And then on to Albuquerque, that was their run through the tournament. And uh, a big deal for their players was being able to drink Coors because there was this mystique with Coors back East that you couldn't get it. Like, Oh my gosh, it must be phenomenal. Oh, you know, Rocky mountain spring water. And then you end up having it. It's like, it's just okay. It's... <laughs> yes, exactly. So make sure to check out Breck Brew over Coors, that's for sure. Amen. Amen. The Mud Dogs, I presume, of South Central Louisiana State University, mm-hmm. like in uh, the Water Boy. Fellas, thanks for content. Quick question. Do teams look around to see potential free agents next year when deciding on draft pick? I ask because there's obvious talk about us picking up a quarterback. But what if we got Panay Sewell and then got A.A. Ron, that bad man, to come play in Denver? As much as I love the cost-saving QB routes, hard not to salivate the thought of Rogers playing here in Denver. To me, the only way to really benefit with a cost-saving quarterback is picking up Fields or Mack. Lance will need one to two years of development, so if you draft him for the cost-saving win, then the cost-saving window to win is shorter. I don't know about y'all, but I'd rather have Sewell and Rogers for five years than a quarterback coming out not named Trevor. Oh, also, I don't want that red zone smoke, LOL. <laughs> we want you to get that smoke, but Mud Dogs, my, my question to you, and I totally see where you're coming from, and that's a great scenario you built, even though it is Aaron Rodgers, but I'll give it to you. That's a good scenario. How are you getting Aaron Rodgers? I, I mean, that, that is, uh, you, you are living on a prayer if you hope that that happens. What happens if Aaron Rodgers doesn't walk through that door? What are you doing? Uh, Drew Locke and, and Jeff Driscoll for the next five years? And let's say if Drew Locke doesn't take that step and we this team you know plays around 500 ball, then you're just so much further away from getting a quarterback next year. Uh, h- how long do you hang on to the Aaron Rodgers dream? I think just kind of like the Broncos uh, when they got Peyton Manning. If you get Aaron Rodgers, it's because he falls into your lap. That's not a plan that you have for like multiple years. Once he's available, 
you do everything to get him, just like the Broncos did with Peyton Manning. But the Broncos weren't planning on Peyton Manning to be their quarterback a year before they got him, two years before they got him. Uh, no, I mean, even during that season, they weren't planning on that to happen. So you, you can't go with the plan of assuming you're going to get Aaron Rodgers or else you're going to be in quarterback purgatory. Right. It's the bird in the hand, two in the bush. And if you've got a chance to get Trey Lance or Justin Fields and you really like him, just get the bird in the hand. And oh, by the way, if we talk about draft capital, Aaron Rodgers, even heading into what would be year 18 in the NFL, believe it or not, because he was drafted in 05, it would be his uh, 15th year as a starter, his 18th year in the NFL. It's, he's still going to cost you probably multiple first round picks mm-hmm. plus something else. Right. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers and uh, he would be, he'd be what? 38 years old. If you, if you pick him up next year, Ooh, old man. Yeah. I, I believe I'm just going to, I'm going to cheat here and uh, look up his exact age. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He'd uh, he'd be 38 for next year. Yeah, he could play into his 40s. Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing that, of course, with uh, with Tom with Tom Brady, Tom Terrific, your guy, Tom. Mm-hmm. But you also, I mean, it, it, he it's not like he'd be cheap. This is not Peyton Manning where he'd be cut. Aaron Rodgers would be traded. Russell Wilson would be traded. I, believe it or not, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, I'd probably go for Russell Wilson because I think Wilson plays longer right. than Aaron yep. Rodgers. But there's no indication that uh, – Russell Wilson necessarily wants to uh, be in Denver because when his name was coming up a few weeks ago, Denver wasn't uh, on the radar for Russell Wilson trading from Seattle. That one hurt Russ. Why? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) come on, come on. At one point, Russ, you dreamed of playing in Denver because you were in the Colorado Rocky system. You were there (laughs) slugging it out for the Asheville tourists in the South Atlantic league. You dreamed (laughs) of being a star in Denver. That was your dream. Yep. So yep. What's was. not to embrace? <laughs> exactly. you're, just, you're just going from 20th and Blake to Sunnyside. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. Let me tell you about our friends over at Hassel Cattle Company. Of course, we brought you damn good beer and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. And guess what? You can get damn good beef and damn good beer at the DMVR bar because you can come on down to the MVR bar and build your own delicious Hassel Cattle Company Wagyu beef burger, all the toppings you want. Enjoy our watch parties with the finest beef that you can find, that Hassel Cattle Company blue-collar Wagyu beef. And you know what? It's so good. And I think you're going to find you're not going to need a lot of toppings on your burger that maybe you just need a slice of cheese, slice of, a slice of fresh onion, a tomato, and then you're good to go. Maybe you don't even need ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, mayonnaise, whatever you're slathering on it, because that Hassel Cattle Company blue-collar Wagyu beef is so darn good. Hassel Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Let me tell you a little bit more about Hassel. They're a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the USA and straight to your door, and they call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassel Cattle Company offers 
Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Franks with no fillers, and two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy. Their hamburger won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love the, their beef, the country loves their beef. What they do is they take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, which yields that very high prime product grown with zero antibiotics and hormones. So check out HasselCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com, and use that promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. Remember that magical code DNVR10 and get 10% off. And don't forget, if you get to $200, you'll get free shipping. Look, you've got room in your freezer. Why not fill it with some of that amazing blue-collar Wagyu beef from the HasselCattleCompany.com? And then you're always going to have an answer of, What's for dinner? You think, oh, I've got nothing in my fridge. I've got nothing in my pantry. If you've made it to $200 and got that free shipping from Hassle Cattle Company, and of course gotten that discount of 10% with that magical code DMVR10, you'll be able to look in your freezer. Maybe you'll see a New York strip waiting for you. Say, ah, there's my meal. Pull it out, thaw it, pull it out in the morning, thaw it, come home. It's ready to go. Pop it on the grill. Enjoy some of that delicious Hassle Cattle Company blue collar wagyu beef. Hassle Cattle Company, they call it kryptonite for vegans. Save the cheap stuff for your in laws and have the good stuff for yourself. HassleCattleCompany.com, H A S S E L L CattleCompany.com. And don't forget, if you just want to try it once, go on over to the DMVR bar and build your own Hassle Cattle Company burger. We need your help, friends. Our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee haven't felt the love lately, and you've been letting us down because you've been letting them down. Our longest and most loyal partner to date, Strava Craft Coffee, has not felt the love lately. So we need to change that. And in trying to change that, Strava is giving you a better deal than ever before. They're giving you a new promo code, DNVR25, which will give you 25% off your first order of Strava Craft Coffee. So make sure to use that new code DNVR25. Even if you've used the old code DNVR20 in the past, use the new one DNVR25 and you will be able to get 25% off your first order. And not only is it delicious coffee, but it's also CBD infused, which helps with so many ailments. And it's different for everyone. So you got to check out the reviews. You'll be blown away by people's stories about how Strava has helped them so much. And they deliver straight to your door. And after you use that magical code DNVR25, subscribe and save 20% off every purchase for the rest of your life. So that's what you do. And here's a little way to get in the door with Strava. Go down to the DNVR bar, get a cold brew of Strava on tap. Boom, there's your first try. Next try, go on to Strava's website and use the magical code DNVR25 to get 25% your first purchase. Boom, you love it. You want to subscribe and save 20% for the rest of your life. Subscribe and you can get the coffee shipped straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks or whenever you want at that 20% off. So let's help out Strava. Let's smash that code DNVR25 at checkout to get yourself 25% off. Or Strava is one of our oldest partners and uh, we appreciate all they've done. And so yeah, show them the love. One of our newest partners is Solace Meds. We've partnered with another dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer. That's Solace Meds with four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, right off Broadway and on East Colfax, just blocks from the DMVR bar. And guess what? Right now they're giving away a trip to Jamaica this month. That's no bull. So head on over to one of their six locations. In addition to the locations in Colorado, they've got two down Oklahoma city. You can sign up to win that trip to Jamaica. They'll give you all the details on how to enter, or you can visit solacemeds.com 
slash sweepstakes to find the rules. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-M-E-D-S dot com slash sweepstakes to find the rules or go to any location, ask a bud tender how you can enter to win. Here's what Solace Meds does for you. They make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Go on over to their website, view their menu, order online and pick up at your convenience. How easy is that? So go to S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com and purchase from there. And a little bit more about that should make a trip. It's seven nights. It's all inclusive. So check, so make sure you sign up for that. Again, Solace Meds, located just blocks east on Colfax from the DMVR bar, one off broad, location on Broadway, one location in Wheat Ridge, one in Fort Collins, and two down Oklahoma City. And guess what? When you make your purchase, you do it online and pick it up there, use that magical code DMVR20 and get 20% off. No better way to celebrate 420 and the month of April than with some great herb, the best customer service, 20% off your purchase, and that chance to win a trip to Jamaica. So head on into the closest Solace Meds, use the code DMVR20 for 20% off, and get your name in that raffle. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of Colorado 21 or older or 18 or older in Oklahoma. Ends on the 30th of April of 2021. Official rules at solacemeds.com slash sweepstakes. Void where prohibited this raffle ends on 20 on 4 30 april 30th so show these guys some dmvr love and enter the win that trip and let us know and tag us if you go on over to solace meds or you use solace meds online at s-o-l-a-c-e meds.com boom let's hop back into the comment section next one coming in from tommy bronco gents it's been a while welcome back tommy just finalizing some stuff for my move to hawaii and getting more and more excited each day that is awesome he says one broncos question and one side question first i have been dreaming a scenario in my head where somehow we get fields and lance and Najee harris or fields and lance and one of the top linebackers inside preferred which is more likely and what would it take for this to happen Okay. Um, well, I think it's more likely that the Broncos get the running back paired with the quarterback than a top inside linebacker right now, the scenario of getting fields and Lance and Najee or Lance and Najee Harris of that requires Najee Harris falling in the second round. That's possible. Mm -hmm. I think he's gone before pick 40. Yeah. So, uh, and then getting one of the top linebacker linebackers as well. I think you're probably talking about Fields or Lance and then or and then Harris or one of the top linebackers. And then uh, and again, that requires Harris falling to 40. Realistically, I think if they I think getting Najee Harris probably requires trading down and not getting one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, I think Najee ends up going in the first, but I also think those linebackers do. I think there's just a better chance that maybe a team says uh, we want Travis Etienne uh, ahead of Mm -hmm. Najee Harris and then Najee falls to 40. But yeah, probably not going to happen. He says, second, have you guys been to Hawaii? If so, any advice? Cheers, Tommy Bronco. Tommy, this is so fitting. I uh, may take my first trip in a couple of years this summer and thinking about Hawaii since international travel uh, isn't advised, but we can travel in inside the United States. So I have never been, but I'm starting to do some research. I'm sure you've done more research than I have as you're about to move there. Mace, have you ever been? I've been twice. I've been to uh, Oahu. I covered a pro bowl out there and then I oh. tacked a few extra days on cause I didn't want to leave. And then um, I also uh, went out to Maui for a week, uh, three years ago. Um, I'm not sure what advice I can give because I obviously I didn't live there. I just visited there. I mean, 
just enjoyed every minute of it. Um, if you're on Oahu, uh, be prepared for heavy traffic. It's a densely populated island. It's a, it can be kind of tough to get around at uh, certain points of the day. Um, Maui is, a, is more laid back. I'd really like to go to Kauai at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, just take advantage of, uh, of, of the outdoor stuff. If you're on Maui, I mean, obviously it's a little more spread out. You can kind of there, you know, you can kind of hike around and see stuff. And actually, uh, while I was there, took a ride up to the top of Paliakala, um, and, uh, saw the sunrise there. And that was pretty, pretty amazing on the, mm. uh, on the top of Haleakala, it's basically kind of a crater up there. It's very, it's almost like you've left this earth a little bit and you feel like you're on another planet. So other, otherworldly. So just some amazing stuff and, and amazing food as well. Um, you know what, this is putting me in the mood for a plate lunch and a plate lunch is basically you get um, your meat uh, or it can be shrimp. It can be, you know, sometimes it can be uh, even have eggs on it as well. Um, but you get your meat, you get uh, a scoop of rice and a scoop of macaroni salad. And it just, it sounds crazy. I mean, I, I, I like it with a shrimp in particular shrimp and uh, maybe some mahi mahi and uh, oh man, that's a good meal. That's yeah, a, it's a filling meal, but it's a really good, good meal, mm. <laughs> man. Yeah. That sounds like that's crazy. You've never been to Hawaii and you're moving there. I love it. Tommy. Oh. We're, we're going to need our guy, Mark uh, from Hawaii to, uh, to, to chime in and let us know. All, all the good spots to go. Yeah. Thanks for that, Tommy, and good luck on your move. Yeah, good luck, and let us know how it goes. And uh, as you settle in and have some recommendations, please share them with us. Uh, yes. You're living my dream. I'd love to. I'd love to be in Hawaii. He's <laughs> <laughs> serious. Uh, as a as Newman on Seinfeld would say, uh, he wanted he always wanted to be transferred to Hawaii for his postal route because. The air is so dewy sweet. You don't even have to lick the stamps. <laughs> wow. There you go. <laughs> Next one from Von Miller's chicken farm. Howdy gents. Doomsday. Four quarterbacks in the top four. Only Mac is left and Peyton scoffs. You have two offers for the pick at nine. Which would you rather? Steelers trade 24 and presumably a late first round pick in 2020 for Roethlisberger's heir or Bears won't part with this year's first. Instead, they offer 2021 second and third, 2022 first and second, 2023 third. Thanks for the pod as always. Mm. Take that 2023 third to a second. You got yourself a deal. Mm, okay. I think that's the one that George Payton would probably do as well, Mace. I'm getting a first, so I'm I'm yeah. going with the Steelers. But uh, yeah, that that's a pretty good one. The big thing for me is the 2022 first round pick, and then there are possibilities there to move up. And I'm gonna gamble on the Bears not being a good team. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm going with that one. I think what ends up happening with the Bears is they offer this year's first round pick instead of next year's because you're right, Mace, that the, the possibility that their 2022 first is better than this year's first that they have is very high. So you're right. Yeah. I, I would take the Bears offer. Um, and uh, man, to uh, not have a yeah. first this year would stink, though. It would. That's why I, I'd kind of prefer like it, with the Bears, I'd say, all right, let's let's go the first this year, the first next year. Right. Yeah. That's man. Like I, that. I like that scenario though. Cause it's tough. I like yeah. it on Miller's chicken. Yeah, I, I do. Good stuff. Jason 17 Mason yesterday's pod. 
He talked about the resilience factor. That's something that Sonny Weaver Jr. had to be told to look for by Vontae Mack. So you're already a better GM than him. When evaluating prospects, do you guys check and see if their teammates attended birthday parties? <laughs> Anyways, do you guys do JOK, Jeremiah Owusu-Kormora? More as a safety or as a linebacker. I've seen places that have him ranked as both. And while I'm sure he can do both, do you think the Broncos would have him as an off-ball linebacker or as the replacement for Kareem? Hope you all are staying positive and testing negative. I think this year he'd actually be just a perfect hybrid guy that would be everywhere. I don't think he'd have a true position. I, I think he'd be taking a linebacker off the field when he's on the field uh, and, and when he's replacing. But I, I'm not sure. And that's what concerns me about JLK is his versatility is there. But I don't know. I, I guess I see him more as a linebacker. Although, I mean, he has the size of a safety. Yeah. Um, I think you'd use him as a hybrid guy this year and then see where he goes. I mean, what if he, if he, let's say he adds a few, you know, let's say he adds 10, 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then all right, I'm going to, I'm going to move him to linebacker. If you find he's better at safety and he's better at that, at that lower weight, then I'm keeping him at safety. Yeah, it, it, and that's just a tough one for me. You like his versatility, but a little questionable about just how unsure you are of where he goes. Next yeah. one from LA Bronco 30. Hey guys, quick non-football question. My girlfriend and I want to move out of Los Angeles. A lot of moving questions today. I love mm -hmm. it. One of my top options is Denver, but I don't know where the good places to live are. What are the good schools and neighborhoods? Is walking distance from the bar a good place to live? For the draft, worst case scenario, who is left for the Broncos to get? Okay, so we'll, we'll hit the draft one in, in a second um man denver's a, a great place to live it's always you know colorado is always up there in the top places to live um and yeah if you get by the bar um it, it's it's you know for you know 20 and 30 year olds i i would say um and uh you're kind of in the, in the center of Denver right there. You're not downtown, but you're close to downtown. Um, I only live about 10 minutes away, really anywhere. I would say South of, of the bar. And it, it is really good for a long ways. Yeah. And uh, good schools and neighborhoods. If you're talking about schools, probably the best district in the area is the Cherry Creek district. Right. So you'd be, you'd be living, uh, outside of Denver, uh, South part of, of Denver. So that would get you in there, like Greenwood village, for example. Um, that that's probably, that's probably one that, that sort of jumps out, but, uh, and it really uh, not, depends on what you're looking to live for there. too. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not cheap. It depends on what you're looking for, price point, everything like that. If you want to hop in, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to slide into my DMs, I'd be happy to help you more specifically. Mm -hmm. Or you can just ask more specifically on here, uh, LA Bronco. But uh pumped to have you in Denver, hopefully. And then Mace, for the draft, what's the worst case scenario? At who is left for the Broncos to get? Okay. Uh at number nine, let's say. Uh, the quarterbacks are gone. Both of the uh, tax, first two tackles are gone. Yeah. Uh, Panay Sewell and uh, Rashawn Slater. Um, so you're left with an abundance of receivers. Yeah, and let's say that one of the cornerbacks is gone. Let's say that uh, that uh, Patrick Sertan II is gone. Right. And I know some people are saying Micah Parsons, as I've said earlier in the earlier pods, I, I'm not touching Micah Parsons. If Micah Parsons is the most talented guy left on the draft, I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying to trade down Yeah. because if, if, if culture is important, as important as George Payton has said, 
based on what uh, we have gathered about Micah Parsons and the fact that you know, when he's been asked about it, he's talked, he, he didn't say directly, but he talked about the things that he did in the past. So he's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, there's kind of a tacit admission there of some of the really nasty stuff. I'm sorry. I don't want that as any part of my locker room. Um, I'm trying to trade down. I would much rather have a Wusu Koromora than Micah Parsons. Yeah, I think in this scenario, in a worst case scenario, it turns into a, a an absolute trade down. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about there. I don't think we're talking about, um, you know, getting JOK at nine. I don't think we're talking about picking a wide receiver. I think you're talking about trading down. So yeah. it's 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 a good option to have because then you don't have to force something that you don't want. You just trade down. Yep, exactly. Next one from Swedish Bronco. What a terrible day. First, my hockey club, HV seven ones lose the playout series. I mentioned the other week, four to one and is leaving the top league for the first time since 1984. Shoot. Secondly, greedy Americans, no offense, billionaires lead the charge to ruin European football, but by trying to half transform it into franchise football without regulations, all relegations more pro- or relegations. Yes. All to make more profit. Glazers, Cronky and John W. Henry should be banned from touching anything in Europe. Nationalize everything they own. Sorry, no NFL rela- relation today, but had to write the weight of my chest. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, yeah. Swedish. He's got a good point because this Super League concept is largely being driven uh, by the American owners of who, in this case, John Henry owns Liverpool. Uh, Stan Kroenke owns Arsenal. Uh, the Glazer family, which owns the Buccaneers. Um, John Henry, of course, owns the Red Sox. And Kroenke, of course, owns the Rams and the Nuggets and the Avs and the Rapids. The, they own, and, and the Glazers own Manchester United. So you've got all these owners in play who look at the American scenario of franchises and never having to face a, a drop of revenue. Uh, take Kroenke and Arsenal in particular. And... Uh, I'm no fan of the Cronkies because of uh, how the Rams kind of lied their way uh, through their last few years in St. Louis. But you have Arsenal that has gone from being a perennial Champions League side to a perennial Europa League side. So that's the second tier of, of, of soccer competition in Europe, Thursday night football, some would uh, say kind of jeeringly. And so now Kroenke and Arsenal are one of the ones leading the charge to make sure you have this super league that ensures that they don't have to worry about the drop in revenue going from the champions league to the Europa league. Well, that's out of, out of play. Now uh, they've basically, they're trying to almost kind of buy their, you know, kind of a, buy a permanent place and a, a risk-free environment. I, I, I hate this. I hate everything about this. I'm a Manchester city supporter and I absolutely, and, and they're one of the teams in this super league. I think this is tragic for the for for soccer i I think it's terrible absolutely terrible i I don't want i don't want soccer looking like north american sports specifically in u.s and canada i love the fact that if you you buy it let's say you buy a team and maybe you just in you throw everything at it like uh, like the owners of manchester city did or maybe you do the slow build and kind of work your way up i love the fact that leicester city can become a champion and play in the of england and play in the champions league i i this is just 
This is total BS. I think it sucks. <laughs> Dang, I'm right well, there I'm, with you, Swedish Bronco. I'm sorry for you, Swedish Bronco, and all of our football fans that listen to this. That is a bummer. Uh, those those greedy Americans. Yes. Gosh, yeah. darn them. Yeah, greedy Americans. Yeah, greedy, greedy Yanks. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> Dan Burke chimes in. Hey, guys, I saw an interesting take the other day on Twitter, so I want to hear y'all's thoughts about it. So we know the Broncos have a sneaky needed receiver with Cortland and Tim Patrick being free agents and Deshaun being a potential trade piece. The Patriots have made it known that they're willing to move on from Nikhil Harry. The Broncos, albeit under a different regime, although Azani was the wide receiver coach, showed significant interest in Harry in 2019. Harry hasn't amounted to much in a New England in New England, but Zach Azani is one of the best receiver coaches in the league, especially developing prototypical ex-receivers, Sutton, Patrick, and Cleveland showing flashes. And I was a big fan of Harry's coming out of college. I thought he'd be a lot better than he's been. But then again, nobody on the Patriots offense has looked good since he was drafted. Belichick reportedly wants a four for Harry, but that seems too high. Would y'all throw a five or six in Hamilton at the Patriots for Harry? Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> frankly, I'd rather have Deshaun. Deshaun's a good blocker. I can get something out of him. I'm, so you so you wouldn't be intrigued by Harry's, you know, first round potential? No, I, I mean, I, I was I, I was kind of cool on Harry when he came out anyway. So I'm kind of the opposite of, of Dan Burke on this. I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Where is where does he fit in your wide receiver room? Now, if you do plan on, you know, trading Cortland or making a big move, then it does make sense to bring more guys in. But right now, if you're not making a move with anyone above, it doesn't really make sense to to make a move like that. But I, I do like the creativity, Dan. Next one from maybe the dingo, H.O. Baby. How are the Broncos injuries healing? Like Alberto, Justin Sternod, Juwan James, all to dominant injury, all to dominant injury to wanting to play the game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, well, I know Justin Sternod is healing well. Uh, and Juwan James, everything we've heard, he he's ready to play this year. Yeah. And no setbacks on Albert Okwebunam to this point. So I think you expect him to be full speed as you get into training camp. Um, yeah, uh, everything's so so far so good on the injury front. Uh, no real setbacks for those uh, ma- major Broncos injuries coming out of the 2020 season. All looking exactly. good. Yep. Count Locula, some quotes are immortal. This one, however, seems to have faded with time. Quote, I've said all along, you judge your quarterback in his third year. Unquote. Mike Shanahan, love the count. Well, there are a couple of reasons why it's faded. Number one is it has never been easier for quarterbacks to develop than it is right now. Number two, with the value of the cost control window for quarterbacks, especially if you take them in the first round relative to what they were worth before the 2011 CBA, you've really, you you really want to maximize the value and get them up to speed quicker. So I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Mike Shanahan would think that, Okay, yeah, that's true back then, but now it's more of a second year thing that you got to know. Yep. Yeah, I would think that that he would have to adjust that to being a second year thing. I agree, Mason. Last one coming in from D Bronk. Why aren't the Broncos and their fans more interested in Mac Jones in a pre Mahomes and Josh Allen world? Wouldn't he have been a lock to go ahead of Wilson Fields and Lance? 
I like the other quarterbacks too, but the deadly accurate pocket passer can still win trophies in the NFL. I agree with you, D Bronk. He goes on and says, do you think people are chasing unicorns? Like how teams have been trying to find the next Tyree kill for the past five years and are consequently overdrafting guys like John Ross, Henry Ruggs and Hollywood Brown, just because they can run fast. Absolutely. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think teams right now see Mac Jones and say, okay, he's a pocket passer. Uh, but these other guys, they can do so much more. They have the physical tools to do so much more. And that's what they see. They see, you know, a, like, like I say, with Trey Lance, a Patrick Mahomes type skill set. However, it doesn't matter if they don't have the brain, if they don't have the football IQ, then it doesn't matter at all. Mac Jones has a football IQ. Sure. He can't scramble and take off for 20 yards, uh, you know, left and right every single play, but he has what it takes to win in the NFL. So I'm right there with you. D Bronk. The thing is though, with Mac Jones coming in today, as opposed to say Tom Brady entering the league and first starting back in, one 20 years ago does he have enough in terms of what he's going to be able to do right away against defenses that aren't going to have to play him honest at least with with a quarterback that has a threat of his legs trevor lawrence for example justin fields as well a defense has to play a little bit more cautiously in coverage you do have to kind of spy on the quarterback keep your eye on him escaping contain and taking off and having explosive play with his legs and so that is something that allows those young quarterbacks to have a little bit of a favorable situation when they're looking downfield and coverage knowing that the team has to account for the quarterback's running ability that's not something that for example uh that that mac jones is gonna have to deal with and so can he reach a point in terms of his ability to read a defense? Is it his pre-snap abilities, everything to where he can compensate for what he doesn't bring in terms of mobility? That's the key. But I think also it's one reason why you, you hear a lot about uh, Kyle Shanahan and Mac Jones, because uh, there's a Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan. They don't need their quarterback to take off and get 20 yards. They want just enough uh, escapability to take off, get five, six yards and go on to the next play, but they want to win it from the pocket. They want to win it rolling out with those yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, it, it's a good point. And man, I have no idea who the 49ers are going to pick. I can make a convincing case for all three of them. And it sounds like the 49ers may not even know who they're going to pick, which is just wild to trade mm-hmm. all they did to move up for a question mark. They better hope they get that right. And Mace, I think we got this one right. Thank you for rocking and rolling with me. And before we get out of here, got to tell you about Green Mountain Dental because they're part of our awesome family. They visit us over at the DNVR bar. We visit them over at Green Mountain Dental. And so many of you have switched over to Green Mountain Dental and only told us fantastic reviews. So we want to tell all of you guys about it. They're a family owned dentistry and boy, do they treat you like family. When you go there, not only do they send you some birthday cards and make you feel loved, but they also give you that family style care. When you go get a procedure done, they follow up on you. The dentist follows up with you personally a couple of days later. And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they'll give 
give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. Just like good family members giving good gifts, they'll hand you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. They'll also save you a lot of money from having to buy one of those free or one of those Sonicare toothbrushes. So head over to Green Mountain Dental. They're only a 15 minute drive from downtown Denver. And remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. So we would really appreciate it if you switched over and make Green Mountain Dental your permanent family dentistry. Well, Mace, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all so much for rocking and rolling with us today. We really appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow, only eight days away from the draft when we talk to you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us. Have a terrific Tuesday. Take you back.